Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a June 21st late night edition of the Lockdown Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer at many places these days, Associated Press, Real GM. Welcome back to the show, Lockdown Blazers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's been a busy week for us. We're looking for a sales manager on the Lockdown Podcast Network. If you'd like to join the fastest growing network, Drop us a line at lockedonpodcasts at gmail.com. That's lockedonpodcasts at gmail.com. And today's podcast with Corbin Smith, my pal from Vice Sports, is presented today by SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the number one place that I go to for tickets, for sports, concerts, any event that you want to go to. SeatGeek can help you find the way there. And they can also help you find the best deal to get there. Going on the internet to buy tickets can be confusing for, at a lot of places, but it's not at SeatGeek. They organize everything for you. They grade deals on a 1 to 100 scale, with 1 being the worst deal, 100 being the best deal. They help you save time and money by making sure all of the best deals are right in front of you. They have price alerts that will let you know when a deal is happening. And it's just super easy. It's super fun. And it, it's a, just a really great way to buy tickets. And it's a great way to get tickets to go have fun. And there's a lot of great things about SeatGeek. But the best thing of all is that my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. So to collect on that $20 rebate, go to the settings tab after you download the SeatGeek app. And click add a promo code and enter promo code LOBLAZERS and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOBLAZERS today. So as I mentioned, today's podcast, I'm going to be joined by Corbin Smith from Vice Sports. It has been a wild, wild week in the NBA. And accordingly, we are having more content for you because this is, is ridiculous and podcasts are getting outdated by the minute and uh, we talked a lot there was some news that broke late last night about the NBA salary cap being lower than it was projected to be it was initially at around right right before this time last year was the first uh, decrease of that projection it was originally going to be 108 and then it dropped to 102 and now it's down to 99 which 
really hurts the Blazers, who have $132 million next year in guaranteed salary. And uh, it makes it even more, they have to clear now even more room uh, to get under the luxury tax line and and create even more room if they want to get under the cap. But they're not going to do that. There's no way they're getting under the cap. But they could get under the tax line somehow, some way. Uh, and a reminder that the first year of luxury tax is is not that bad. It's just you just have to pay one for one on tax, but the repeater tax is where it really gets you. So uh, not this trade deadline, but the next one, uh, there could be a lot of pressure if the cap situation is as it is. And as some have speculated, you know, maybe this cap situation could force the Blazers to part ways. Corbin and I talked with their picks just to dump salary. We talked about that. Uh, one thing I did not mention uh, on that podcast is that Adrian Wojnarowski says that Portland could package all three picks potentially to move up. Uh, we'll see about that. Uh, Portland has a zillion options at their disposal uh, other than free agency, basically, and they can't absorb any salary. You know, They don't have room to absorb salary or anything like that. So it's uh, a, a very interesting situation, a important situation for the Blazers' franchise health moving forward. This is probably going to be one of the biggest days of the year for the uh, biggest day uh, in, in for many years I think for the franchise with three picks uh and no cap room and they've really got to find ways to to, to open things up so uh, yes so without uh stalling anymore uh I hope you enjoy my conversation with my pal Corbin Smith on the NBA madness as we head to the draft tomorrow night and we will be back with a podcast after the draft to recap what all actually did happen. So until next time, hope you enjoy talk with Corbin Smith. Hello and welcome Corbin Smith. We hey. are, how are you doing, man? I'm good. Are you going to say the name of your, po- Oh, do you, Oh, I, I forgot I, you. I, do I'll, I'll just do, I'll, I'll do a cold open. I'll do okay, a cold okay. open. We'll do the whole thing. Uh, put it together, put it together, okay. we'll work the sponsors in somehow. You know, we're, we're going to Blue do... Apron. Uh... Hey, 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 we don't, we're not sponsored by Blue Apron. Oh, sorry. You Blue, bleep that we, out. We need to get that Blue Apron money, though. So if Blue, um, if Blue... Who, spon- who sponsored, uh, I don't want to know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No. Uh, well, SeatGeek is our, is our, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, is yeah. our sponsor for this oh, yeah. episode. It's a wonderful application, SeatGeek. I've used it before. Yes, it's very nice. To try to get tickets to see, I don't know, Ted Leo. Get your Ted Leo tickets on SeatGeek. Yeah, get your Ted Leo tickets. He's probably going to go on tour soon. I think he's releasing. He's working on a new album right now. Um, go see real estate. Real estate. I don't know them. Oh, they're uh, they're an indie rock band. Very cool. I, I like indie rock. I just I, I I need I need someone to find it for me. They're like a. I mean, they're like a like they're like an indie rock band you listen to if you're like really into indie rock. Right. Okay. All right. Um, anyway, we're here cause like the way some people listen to prodigy rest in peace. Right. I, I listen uh, to uh, real uh, estate. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, yeah. I was very, I was very, uh, I mean, I am not as well versed as a lot of people on the mob deep catalog, but I do love some good mob deep songs. And then obviously every, I mean, shook ones part two is like the greatest song of all time. My primary reference for mob deep is Jay Z dragging them. 
Oh, yeah, I think... Didn't Tupac drag Mob Deep? Yeah, and Tupac. I, I don't know. Nobody's oh, ever actually listened to a Tupac song. That's not true. I've listened to a lot of Tupac and quite love him. Tupac's okay. catalog, I'm, I know much more than Mob Deep, unfortunately. One of his uh, 8 billion albums he released. I remember when Mob Deep joined G-Unit. Huh? There was a brief moment in time. G-Unit. Yes. There was a brief moment in time. It was, you know, it was a big moment. Anyway, uh, there's lots of... A friend of, of mine uh, from <laughs> high school who works for BuzzFeed now. I won't say his name. But he used, when he was in high school, he used to go up to the smallest little lady, the smallest little lady he can find and yell, G-Unit in their face. And now he works for BuzzFeed. Listen, man, I, I, I have once I once got on I was hanging out with my friends and I went on like this. I was very into G unit during the form. Like I, I, they were like the Beatles, man. They're 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 <laughs> that, that, that was like a more hot take with you're, my, fr- you're my friends. You're a, a little younger than me, right? Yeah. No, but I, I mean, it was just like a, I mean, modern day, man. You know, it was, just, I mean, obviously it was hyperbole, but they were, they were, I, I've always made the Beatles like what could have been joke about G unit had they stayed together. Yeah. If the game hadn't turned on them. Exactly. Like how, how big they could have been, you know? Um, yeah. They could have destroyed I, the world with their songs. Nobody listens to anymore. Speaking of destroying the world, the NBA salary cap just changed. NBA salary cap. It just lowered from a, it was initially before last free agency, they were projecting it to be at one Oh eight. And then like right before free agency started, they were like, ah, actually it's going to be at like one Oh two. And then today they've oh been telling, God. and then today they've, told teams reportedly that the salary cap is now going to be $99 million going up you know from 94, but not quite as is? big. Who? It's Golden State Warriors, and they did it on purpose. They dominated the league so that everybody else would have lower, so that they could take away interest from every other team, lower altogether revenues, reduce the salary cap, decrease the chance of anybody competing with them. It's insidious! Golden State, man, they they have that bl- blame blame everything on Golden. Thanks, Golden State. Yeah, thanks, Golden State. That's that's did this that's, that's the new one. Thanks, Golden State. Uh, and uh, and Eric, would you say that these uh, these new salary cap projections are bad for the Blazers or incredibly bad for the Blazers? I'm gonna go with uh, incredibly bad right now. Yeah, it's like, not cause, good because like three million seems small, but that's you know a big thing. To, I mean, you're basically talking about you just added another player to the amount of, to the group of well another like lower level player that you're gonna have to get rid of now. And I mean, based on the original projections or, of or later eight, scaling down nine million dollars, that's so I mean, that there's I mean, I have a hard time believing that if and this is I don't have any I obviously none of us could know this because none of us can go back in time. But had they known well, that this was going to be what the salary cap was going to be? I mean, do you think that they spend 70 million on Evan Turner? <laughs> no, 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 this this um, uh, the other day I was at a thing and I, I mean, was do, talking. Do, to they, do they even match crab? 
No, probably not. They probably can I. You know, if they could go back in time, I think they would probably not match Crab just because he wasn't that good this season. But um, no, no, it takes all their sort of crummy contracts and it takes you from being able to say, like, I mean, Myers Leonard's contract is worth $10 million, but it's really worth $7 million. And now it's more like saying it's worth $8 million. I don't know. This is I'm starting to get really far up. Cap, cap, cap areas. Yeah. Yeah. Cap zone. But it just makes, it just makes all their contracts that aren't that great. Just a little worse. And, uh, which is especially not good because, uh, uh, they weren't that good last year and they could probably use some different players. Right. And like the point you're making about Myers Leonard now, uh, it was what it's 7% of the cap. You said, like before, whatever it was, like on the or what, I don't know, he, what, I, what, what it was gonna be, but now it's now it's, it's a lot. Like, it's more like it was more like his his contract, which people. I mean, we went to a a thing that on Impanion put on last week, which was really cool. And if if those happen again, you should go. Uh, yeah, Blaze of Banner. It's fun, um, and uh, and they do a little Q and A at the end. It was Eric and uh, Quick and. Uh, Joe Freeman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know Joe. And, uh, and, um, and they did a little Q and a, and I swear to God, half the questions from these dudes are like, are like, are just about Myers and about like complaining about the contract over and over. And it's just like, you want to sit all these dudes down and like grab their shoulders and hug them and say, dude, it's actually not that bad a contract it's i mean it's not great but under under the new cap context it's more like you're putting a 10 million dollar deal in the context of an old 10 million dollar mindset but i mean yes yeah you're right and even even though the cap spike didn't go up as high so it would have been a better situation it's still not that bad like it's still not it's still not the problem the problem is turner and crab yeah now, because they make entirely too much, and well, it's going to be much harder to trade Crab now because he's also had a trade kicker. So now there's even less cushion okay, for yeah, teams to got, take him on. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I like the three million. I mean, I know, I, it, I, I do think it makes a little bit of a difference here, um, and also it, I think it hurts Portland from a leveraging standpoint. Like I think you were, you tweeted as soon as it happened. You're like goodbye picks. Yeah, this is, yeah. Um, I thought they were going to offload their picks anyway, personally, or at least two of them, maybe one or two of them, but it's seems pretty aggressively likely. Now they have a, they have an incredibly full roster. They're capped out as, as, as heck. AF. Yeah, they are heck. They are hecka AF capped out. Um, I mean, from, from a, like a financial standpoint, I mean, Paul Allen isn't, uh, Jerry Reinsdorf or anything like he's not sweating like you know he's not penny pitching or anything no and, the, and the, he and would probably spend as much money as they let him but at a certain point the way that the team's cap is managed is uh affects how they can acquire and maintain and uh retain talent and uh if the cap is gonna not go up that much like they need to do something to clear out their bottom end of their roster 
Yeah, and and so for reference, uh, the cap is at ninety nine now, and the guaranteed money that Portland has moving forward going into next year is at one thirty two, pretty close to one thirty three million. So that's uh, and the tax line is at one nineteen. So Portland, yeah, there's a difference between the cap and the tax line. Yes, and this that's an important and that's this, an, and that's a, this is an important distinction because the cap the tax line for like when it really matters to that's what really matters like that's that that's when like paul allen's gonna be like i can't be paying you know this much extra yeah yeah, because they're not they weren't over the tax line this year no eric Eric they they were like they were right up against it they were they were off of it like by like forty forty thousand dollars like but the way the way the cba is structured now if you're over the tax line one year it's not so bad but if you get hit with a repeater tax, it's the penalties are you start to get pretty exorbitant. Yeah, and and then you also have to th- then you throw uh, you throw in the fact that they have less guaranteed money in 2018-19, but then you also have to think about pricing in a Nurkic extension, potentially a Vonleh extension. And and it gets. I mean, they're going to be paying a lot of money for this team. What does Lillard get need? When is Lillard's contract? End? Lillard's through twenty twenty one, so he's good. all right. Whatever he, that's. He's good, and see, and and same with CJ McCollum. And CJ McCollum took a below market max for what we thought the cap was going to be, and now. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, that's just a regular max now. And now, and now, now CJ McCollum is just a max player now. So so Portland has. Uh, uh, Damon CJ locked up to big money deals um, for for a long time, but they're gonna they're due to pay uh, a lot of guys uh, next summer as well as as this summer. So they're gonna have to navigate a lot of stuff. And I think you know the draft, no matter what it's gonna be, whether it's I, I I still I mean I think they do have to dump salary, but I still think you know their ideal situation which is pretty obvious is that they're able to get some kind of cap relief in the short term and have someone who could also help them maybe uh but that is is going to i i mean it could be it could be tough but we don't you know know the market and heck maybe maybe this is the scenario to do Paul George what what says salary dump oh, more yeah, than yeah, that yeah. like i mean cuz cuz if if you really need to cut salary that much they need to cut 13 million to avoid the tax if they don't want to get in it they're not going to be able to avoid the tax next year if you swap Crab for Paul George. But if Paul George walks after one year and goes to L.A., then you have a bunch of cap room. Then you have then you you cut seventeen million yeah, and yeah. you create yeah. like I mean, there's still I don't think they have cap room per se. Yeah, but yeah. they're but they're they're well under the line where they could get like the normal mid level exception, you know, to use in free agency instead of the taxpayer mid level exception, which is much smaller. George is a fascinating piece uh, to trade for right now because he may may or may not resign with their team. I don't want to say like, oh, he definitely won't, or you know, but it seems like he wants to go to the Lakers. But even if he does that, he can help gut your cap out because he makes enough money that you can trade um, stuff and picks, and he can. And yeah. when he expires, then your then your cap gets cleaned. Yeah. I really I don't think that the Blazers are going to trade for Paul I don't, George. I don't either. I think I think it seems pretty unlikely. But in all honesty, if it happened, barring barring 
I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine what they would have to give up for me to think it was a bad, like a really bad deal, because just I mean, because of where it would get them in their cap situation. Yeah, well, I mean, the deal that, I mean, they would probably ideally like to do in just would be to deal Crab or but, yeah, yeah, Crab or Turner. Turner. But I, I, most likely, teams are going to ask for Harkless and Aminu, and. Moving both of those guys, that does that actually does create a lot of cap room, but it's not as much cap room as moving crab because both Aminu, of those guys Aminu are, is probably insanely valuable in the current environment. Oh, Aminu just got insanely more valuable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Aminu is the only good player who doesn't make that much money, like in the whole NBA. Okay. Uh yeah, no, he 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 really he really does, uh, uh, I think, is the only guy that that he's, he's the most valuable asset on the Blazers roster right now. Yeah, yeah, probably. Which stinks because he's a good player and like he has a skill set that Blazers probably need more than. Oh yeah, more they than, more, than, more than anybody. I think he, they I think they need Aminu more than any other player on their roster. Well, outside of, outside I mean, of, outside of outside Lillard, of, and Lillard, well, yes, out, outside of the stars, he's the ancillary player that that means the most to the team. And so losing him would be really bad. Um, and he's also under contract for this season and the next. But so he, he you know, he only has one more year left after. Um, but, that you know, they would have to package him with another bigger salary, whether it be Harkless or Myers Leonard. Uh, Man, Leonard is not a big enough cap relief to make that worth it. I don't think. No, I mean, his, his last two years get pretty up there in like his 2018, 19 years at 10.6 million. And his 2019 is at 11.3 roughly. Uh, so that's not that bad. No, I mean, and especially considering the, I guess the cap will probably go up sometime. The, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I really think that there's a team out there that thinks Myers Leonard's a good idea. Yeah, and I and I wouldn't blame that idea. He has plenty of tools. He's, uh, oh, okay. What? Nothing. Just continue. Oh, okay. Eric just made a bunch of hand motions. I don't. I don't know why. It was very mysterious. Oh, there's somebody else in the room, isn't there? Yes, yes. Ah, I got it. I understand. I'm sorry you had to listen to this part, audience. Uh, I'm convinced there's a team that I wouldn't even think that trading for Myers would be a bad idea for a lot of teams. Anyway, he could probably use a change of scenery. Yeah, and and he he's he had a really good year and one time you know he had one really he had one really good year and he had a decent year before he got hurt the year before so it's like yeah. I, I and I so I think yeah I think I think Myers is 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 definitely possible to to, to be an attractive player for for someone I mean I, and but I mean yeah I guess it comes back I read to, that it somebody comes, thought it, I read that somebody was interested in him recently I don't remember who it was though. Hey, well, you know, you never know uh, who might be. And I think Charlotte I, might have been Charlotte. No, that doesn't sound right. I can't believe Charlotte traded for Dwight. Oh, my God. So many things have happened. Well, at the panel and you would be able to find out things like this if you came to the panel. Yeah. Uh, I believe it was Jason Quick that mentioned that Minnesota. 
Yeah, that was them. The J- the Minnesota- J- 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 Jason Quick mentioned that Minnesota has had some interest in Myers Leonard in the past. A little on the nose, but you know, uh, on the nose. You think, dude? I, I I feel like nothing would piss off Tibbs more than than the defense. Oh yeah, sometimes. that might not be a good environment for Myers. I mean, maybe it is. Who knows? But Myers needs. I based on what. I sorry. I don't. We. I feel like we keep talking about this event, but they were talking about Myers. And uh, one of the things they said is that, like, he knows all the plays, but, like, acting stuff out in action is not easy for him. And, like, he gets kind of stressed out about it. I think that, first off, the second I heard that, I said, Myers, you need need to learn the art of meditation. And the second thing I thought is that maybe he needs an environment with a sort of little more free and easy – coach you know like a guy who isn't i mean i you know i don't i don't know i don't but even terry's not a known fire breather exactly i was about about to say like i i don't know how many like more like you know educational vibe environments you're gonna get in the nba from your head coach than what stats is able to create you know like like, let me throw this out here los angeles the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, Luke Walton is a chill bro. Luke Walton is very chill. Ooh, yo. He could be seduced by that. No, he wouldn't be. That would be that'd be so not, that'd be so weird if they if like uh, I mean, I I could be into Myers Leonard on the Lakers. Yeah, I think it'd be I think it'd be a good look. I think it'd be a good environment for him. I think it would be too. It'd be a chill bro. Dude, magic, dude, magic. The positivity. The magic man. Exactly. The the positivity positivity of just positivity just oozing out of him. God, that was. I like that. I mean, then there have been been like a billion trades in the last few days. And like half of them are like, what's going on? Like, what are you doing? The Hawks thing I get. And to a certain extent, I actually get Charlotte's side of it. Uh, I wrote about that today. Uh, it's on it's on vicesports.com. You sh- you should read it. I basically I think that Michael Jordan traded for Dwight Howard because they thought it would be fun to bully him, uh, and he's probably right. Uh, oh my gosh, he he. Oh my gosh, Michael Jordan has become the owner of the Monstars, <laughs> and he wants to make. Oh it. oh oh, uh, Swaghammer. Uh, yes, the guy oh who like, God, wants, he, he wants to make Dwight Howard his basketball slave for life. Oh my God, he wants to chain up Dwight Howard like Swaghammer chained up Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan in that video. Oh my God. Oh my God. Art imitating life, life imitating art. Dude, you either you either die in Michael Jordan or live long enough to feel your see yourself become the Swaghammer, man. This is just so <laughs> many so many worlds are coming apart right now. Uh, here on Lockdown like that, Blazers, that, that Lakers stuff where they just shipped out D'Angelo Russell for nothing, I didn't hate it. Wow, really? I, I'm I'm a, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of like uh, I don't think there's an island or whatever. I'm on like uh, the Brook 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 Lopez. I'm, I'm here for Brook Lopez, man. I, I I think Brook Lopez can ball. He's not even the he's not even the best Lopez brother. That okay? That's that's not. I I mean I rode that train for a minute. It's it's not remotely true. But but Brooke is good at defense. I uh, you you mean Robin? But Brooke or yeah, Brooke. But, okay. Brooke, Brooke is like, I think decent enough at defense. He's not as good as Robin, but he's so good at offense, dude. Like they, he's modernized his game. He's basically oh yeah, he does take threes now. He, he he takes threes and he's wet 
and he's a better. He's a super good po- a wet shooter. Like a, oh, okay. like and and, and he. I know he, you meant. Also, he gets wet before every game. He stands in the shower. <laughs> he runs out there, just just drenched. <laughs> he's just drenched every game. The opponents are like, "Hey, stop getting me wet!" Because him a psychological advantage is incredible. It's it's crazy, and uh, you've got to see him in person. Like you can't appreciate how wet he is if you don't see him in person. Yeah, d- it's like Brooke, Jamal Crawford. Exactly, Brook Lopez just he weighs like ten pounds more before every game just because of all the water. But I yeah, I, I think dude, Brooke, Brooke Lopez can get buckets, and like the Lakers haven't had someone to just credibly get buckets. Yeah, but D'Angelo Russell is so young. It's such a like it's such a upside sacrifice. It is, and and I and, guess they're probably going to draft ball or point guard but oh i don't know but dude i mean is is okay i mean i guess i guess maybe that means that they think that clarkson is better than russell which i don't agree with it seems like you know what can i say i will say it seems like they might be doing this for non-basketball reasons it seems like they just don't like russell yeah and i think that Although I th- here's what I think. I think that's not a 100% unreasonable reason to move somebody. Although I think we're going to talk about another team who's doing that right now. And it's completely insane. Uh, but at the same time, uh, like, like going that low on it. I mean, there's, there was just no better price you could get for him for than the 25 pick. And then, and Lopez, I, I, I see here. I'm of the opinion that Lopez is more than an expiring deal because if, for instance, you know, the Paul George thing, you know, they don't trade for him and he stays in Indiana or whatever. Comes to the Blazers. Okay, if he doesn't come to Portland or Boston or some other team that could pony up some good stuff, if he doesn't do that, then, you know, George runs out free agency, comes to the Lakers then you're looking at, oh, hey, maybe LeBron will come to the Lakers. And then if you have Brooke Lopez, like, you have been in basketball purgatory for the last four years. Why would why would you want to leave L.A. right when things are going to get good? I think my, this is my hot take right now is that Brooke Lopez is going to, like, stay with the Lakers at, like, a big discount. Um, they say about Brooke Lopez – that he is an immense creature of comfort and that maybe uh, stuff like winning is not like a thousand percent the most important thing to him when he's considering a situation. And that was definitely a thing in Brooklyn. Like he would like he like Brooklyn went through some bad years and but he pretty much just stayed consistently professional because this isn't to say like oh winning's not important to him he's a loser it's just that winning isn't so important to him that he um that he's willing to spit in the face of the situation he's in you know what i mean i think it's actually kind of an i'm trying to spin it as an admiral quality which i think it is and i'll this is just to say i I, yeah i think he'll probably stay in la on a small deal because because yeah, like his, that's, his quality of life is going to be really good. Like yeah, he'll 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 be he'll be close to Disneyland. You yeah. know, like he can live in Santa Monica. It's nice there. It, you know, like uh, all the restaurants are good. Like that's the kind of his family is from there. 
Yeah, he's literally from Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, so, I, anyway. I, 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 I think I'm of the opinion. I'm one of the people that doesn't hate that deal for the Lakers because I, I know we're out on big men. But I just but excuse me, he's really good. Like he's he's a really good offensive player. Yeah, but Russell is, still has a theoretical upside. It just seems like such a tiny amount of it just seems like such a small haul for somebody who at least I perceived to have a relatively large amount of upside. That's uh, all. I'm glad we disagree on this. Uh, OK, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's it, you know, it, it's good. I'm to- not. It makes me furious. <laughs> Um, oh, so you mentioned uh, someone potentially being yeah, traded. Yeah, another team that um, is spitting in the face of upside is uh, your New York Knickerbockers, who are literally like, like Phil came out and said all that stuff, and a little piece of me thought, nah, he's just playing games. You know, he's just trying to get Porzingis to kiss the ring or whatever. But then all the reporters are like, nah, they've been shopping him to like ten teams. <laughs> They literally, I mean, the report was that, uh, I think it was Ramona Shelburne said that he has, they've called all the top five teams. They've called every team with a top five pick. Every team in the top five. They've also spoken to Oklahoma City. Um, It's somebody else, I think. I don't remember. The Blazers. (laughs) Yeah, well, no. You know, we wish here, but... uh... I mean, every every team is wishing right now to get a piece of the. I mean, the, Phil the, likes Evan Turner, right? Yo, if he's into Evan Turner and three firsts, hey. Yeah, I mean Evan Turner, perfect triangle player. Say I mean, what you, I, say I, what you I, will. I mean, you're we're not. I mean, this is not obvious. Like, I don't even know if they would accept three firsts for uh, for Porzingis. Who the Knicks? Yeah. No, I mean no. They need a better deal. Than no, they, they, they need a better. They, they need a but, better deal than. Well, no, not even Evan Turner, but just like you know. No, no, no. Phil, Phil would take Evan Turner. Phil likes Evan Turner. Look, Evan Turner has a lot of not great basketball qualities, but if you post him up in the lane and ask him to score at ten feet or eight feet, like some like a triangle goon, he'll do it. No, Turner seems like the perfect guard to play the triangle but it's, yeah it it uh which is what the, you know that's what they're a cult now they're they're a triangle cult they're a weird creepy triangle cult slash and, slash the real lakers of new and york I, yeah and i i mean at least a part of me feels like the only reason phil is doing this okay it seems like there's two reasons phil is doing this one is because he's genuinely upset about this exit interview thing and feels disrespected which look i I don't want to judge another man's path, but if the Zen master is caving that hard on, uh, on his craving for respect, he needs to step back and learn to disassociate his ego. Not to judge. Oh my God. Uh, not to, you know, not to judge his path or anything. No. And, and you're not, you're not, you're just, you know, passing along maybe a little wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. From, from 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 a poor Vipassana practicing sports writer to a rich Buddhist monster, set <laughs> neo Buddhist monster. I mean, I don't know what. Sorry, I don't know what Phil's up to in that regard. But part of it is that it really seems like he has a craving for respect from a twenty one year old. Which, come on, dude, get over yourself. You're you're seventy. Porzingis is a teen man. Like he he doesn't really care. 
you know, yeah. he, he, he like Porzingis is a millennial. Yeah, exactly. You know, he he's just out here just trying to, you know, do good work and you know, just live his best life, you know. Yeah. Millennial but the style. second thing is I genuinely my my second conspiracy angle on this is that I really think that Phil is trying to do as much as he possibly can to alienate Carmelo. He's just doing anything he can to get Carmelo to waive that no trade clause. Because if Porzingis is gone, I there's, mean, he, 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 won't, no, he won't be gone. Yeah. But they're, they're, like, what is Melo going to do? Like, Melo's going to be – it's going to be Melo and Joakim Noah. Yeah. <laughs> and and maybe Derrick Rose. That's the crazy, the crazy thing is he's, like, open to re-signing Derrick Rose. Yet is like really, yeah. In part, be- I really think that Phil likes Derrick Rose because Derrick Rose is the only dude in exit interviews or in anything who's like, yeah, I like Phil. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he was the coach of the Bulls. Yeah, I love Phil. He's great. Like everyone else on the Knicks is just like, I hate this guy. I hate this tall jerk. And but uh, but. But Rose knows that his career is incredibly precarious because he's a uh, a um, let's see a sharply declining care a sharply declining player with some questionable character traits. Yes, very, that's a very good way to put it. Uh, and, uh, uh, and and when he got in an X interview, he's like, "Yeah, it feels great. I love him. I love the Knicks. I'd love to resign. Well, everyone else is like, we need to do something about this. This is a nightmare. Phil's oh. like, you know what, Derek? I like, I like the way you think. Yeah, I like the cut of your jib, Derek. Phil's just like, oh my god. Phil's literally Trump. He just likes people who compliment him and are nice to him. Well, my my analogy was a long time ago. I forget. It was after exits, I think, when he and they were talking about maybe moving Porzingis or something. And it was like, and, and it, I think if there's like a Phil Dolan thing happening, where Dolan is Trump. Like he's the OG Trump. And Phil is like new age Buddhist Trump. Yeah. It's like, and Phil's like a, like a mutation and, and the Knicks are America. Maybe. Can I say something? Maybe like what we're slowly discovering with Trump is that, Every older man has the potential to be Trump in his own space. You know what I mean? Wow. This is like the most profound political podcast in America that just happened. Yeah, yeah. Like like Trump is like a belligerent moron who tries to get his way no matter what, but can be easily convinced of pretty much anything. And like it isn't so much that he is Donald Trump himself. It's that it's a mindset that can infect and make irritating and miserable, like almost any context we have. And right now, that disease is permeated deep in the brains of every person over 40 who works for the Knicks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it, it, it's so funny how, how how all this stuff works. Uh, and like Joe Rambus, that guy's a Trump. Oh, Dude. That guy want that guy wants too much respect. He's he's too yeah, set he, in his ways. Like he, de- like he demands a he de- he demands a like an assistant coaching job. Like I don't even well he doesn't demand he just gets it. Like I mean because <laughs> he's the only guy Phil likes. You know, I mean I guess in this analogy that would make him like Michael Flynn. But <laughs> oh my God, Kurt Rambis is Michael Flynn. Wow, we are just coming up with great analogies right now. This is wonderful. This is. <laughs> 
El Chapo Hoop House. El, Cha- oh, El, El Chapo Hoop House over here. Yes, indeed. Uh, and, well, uh, and I think another team that, speaking of the Knicks, that has been connected but with anyway, the Knicks. No, real, can, real, connect, quick can, okay, okay, real quick okay. before we move well, on. Not, sorry, we're, sorry. Not, we're not technically moving on because it's, it's okay. still kind of related. But say I'm just one. saying, Mellow on the Blazers. Yes. One step closer. One step closer to Mellow on the Blazers. Bill doing everything he can to alienate Mellow. One step closer. Carmelo Anthony on the Blazers. Bye, Evan. Bye, Allen. Bye, Picks. Welcome, Carmelo. There he is at Tasty and Sons. Getting the radicchio salad. Yeah. Yeah, too many. I, I think he got two biscuits. I'm a little worried. It's going to be great, guys. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah. And a way that we could potentially get Carmelo to Portland would be if the Knicks trade Porzingis for LaMarcus Aldridge, which is uh-huh. a pick. Which uh-huh. it, blah, 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 blah. Another, another, LaMarcus, another player, Phil, would definitely be inclined to overrate. 100% triangle. Uh, loves that mid-post area. Loves that mid-post area where the triangle magic happens. Uh and a step up in fame, another step. I, my favorite thing about LaMarcus being on the Spurs is that the rest of the country got to find out, like, why a lot of Blazer fans are constantly annoyed with LaMarcus. <laughs> you know, it was yes. like, oh, now everybody understands what I went through now. This is incredible. And w- once he gets to the Knicks, that is going to... These New York people are going to devour him whole. It's going to be incredible. Life is coming. Life came so fast yeah. uh, for Aldridge uh, leaving. You know. Yeah, that's what happens. That's what happens when you leave the only place that will accept you, f- no matter who you are, unless you're Raymond Felton. Blazer <laughs> fans have just like literally one player while he was on the team. Yeah, exactly. He, he and it was Raymond Felton. I mean, who's like he's kind of just a, you know he's just a normal NBA player. Like he's just like career I, guy. He's been in the league Eric, for a long time. Eric. It was really Raymond bad. Felton was not a normal NBA player well, when he was in Portland. No, but I just think his overall career. It's yeah, it's mostly just a normal NBA career. But his time in Portland is notably ignoble. I mean, they, they still boo him whenever, and the, the, oh, it's so there, there's all, only two players. Well, and he, one of them is no longer in the league. This Raymond Turkaloo. Turkaloo. Oh yeah, they actually came out good on the end of that, though. They probably like fans should probably be grateful that Turkaloo's wife said that Portland was a. Um, I I'm not supposed to curse on this podcast, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She was wrong. It's very nice here. Yeah, it is. A, it is. A, it is quite a nice city. But yeah. um, maybe if Turk Lou was going to sign today, his wife would come here and be like, hey, you know what? <laughs> All right. It's pretty nice here now. You can sign here. Fatty. His wife was not fatty. <laughs> I don't know why his wife body shames Turk Lou. Did Turk Lou retire altogether or is he playing in some European league? I don't know. That'd be something uh, I got to find out. Something okay. to look into. Uh, but so Turk Lou, uh, a former professional basketball player. It retires. He is retired altogether. So anyway, uh, back to the, the Aldridge thing. Uh, 
they one of the teams that was mentioned to be interested in Porzingis was San Antonio, obviously. Because oh, they, really? Because, oh, they, really? because San really Antonio's smart. interested in a seven-three, sweet shooting, high upside, twenty-one-year-old European player. Who like, who like has a great smile and is great on TV. Great. Yeah, I wonder why. Like, just, just you, you know, know, actually, him being great on TV is probably a downside for San Antonio. That's a good point. On their pros and cons board, their pros are like incredibly skilled, and disciplined, and his cons are like gregarious. Yeah, media savvy. Yeah, well liked. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, so Aldridge could potentially be on the move, and I mean, this is this is wild. He's not. He's he. There's no way that them floating that. Like he's not going to be happy about that. He's very. Uh, he's not like the kind of dude who, who takes assaults to his comfort. Well, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I don't think this is going over well right now. Uh, yeah, this is not going, there's no, I, admire, there's no I mean, way. I admire San Antonio for not liking him, but yeah, uh, they, I guess they just, you know, they didn't, they didn't get what they needed from him. And I mean, I'm gonna be honest, like, it's kind of Tim Duncan's a really damn hard act to follow. Yeah, it's impossible. I mean, it's impossible. Tim Duncan is probably the best player of his generation. Tim Duncan is definitely the best player of his generation. And following him up with LaMarcus Aldridge is like, you know, the best Blazers power forward of his generation, certainly. Yes, I, I no, it was Rashid in his generation. No, no, Rashid was not his generation. Uh, All right, I, 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 he was definitely the best power forward of the generation and the best player of the generation for a long time. I mean, he <laughs> was he was the most consistent, and that matters. <laughs> I, I'm I'm more pro Lamarcus than than you are, but it, it it's still pretty wild to see that you know two years after he was gone, now he's and it was the hottest free agent on the market. Uh, is now probably going to get traded. Well, not probably, but like is yeah. is, is 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 rumored. He will he will probably at the very least not finish out his contract in San Antonio. Yeah, no, I, I think he wanted to. And plus two, the other thing that sucks for him, which I think was probably a big reason why he well, big reason for anyone to play in Texas. If he goes to New York, his his taxes are not going to be. Uh, they're going to be a lot worse than they are right now in Texas. Um. But they that, have better. Um, th- that's a rich guy problem. Yeah, um, that's like an Eric Gunderson problem. No, uh, but yeah, you're very wealthy, Eric. Please, please. Yeah, I, I am. I am with as as a writer and and podcaster. It, it really. But anyway, oh, by the way, did we talk about probably the most like one of the wildest under the radar stories is Chauncey Billups going straight from TV to the front office, which is great. Well, straight from the big three to the front office. What team, what team is trying to get Chauncey? Oh, the uh, Cavs. Oh boy. What a mess that is. This is why, why would you do anything to make LeBron mad? And well, now Cleveland is a mess. Like it's LeBron pl- players are telling Jimmy Butler to stay in Chicago and because the Cavs situation is so bad. Dan Gilbert. Talk about another, another, yeah. uh, 
another it's trumping no, no, it's, all over again he's trumping it's, so hard it's it's this dude being like people don't respect what i bring to the table enough pitching a fit about it it's exactly like trump again this I'm is the, this is the endemic condition of the modern older american male a person who feels like who feels slighted all the time who f- just feels resentful and angry and acts out on that in a way that is destructive uh, for themselves and for everybody around them. It, it's pretty wild. And then they, and then they offer Chauncey Billups five, five year deals to Good run. Lord. No, no, no decision makers in the NBA get five year deals. None. Like, like I think Olshay got like a three year deal. What does Ainge have? Ainge probably has a, yeah, Ainge is locked in. Oh, you, you know what? You, Ainge, you, and if you don't mind me saying, Ainge. You wrote, you wrote uh, Ainge. Some, you, yeah, you wrote something about Danny Ainge. Yeah, Ainge with that trade, he also might be trumping a little bit. Uh, it just seems like nonsense to me. But yeah, I think it's a different form. It's like it's more of like just obsession with his own intellect and like yeah. and how much smarter. Yeah, that's he not can. a Trump thing. No, no, it's definitely not. I think it's it's a different thing. Ainge, yeah, yeah. Ainge is Ainge is on. It's in the same. It's in the same country though. Yeah, but Ainge is in a different region. Like he he's yeah, yeah. He, he's like so so like down with his decision making and like only believes in that will block out all outside things to the point where it's like, I am, I really see things. And it's like, I also think that dragging faults on the way out is a real, real. Yeah. All you needed to say is we like Thomas. Yeah. Like all the, like, yeah, to just like, to like diss the dude who everyone thinks is the number one player. And it's like, Oh, maybe he didn't win because I'll say it since he's not the coach anymore. Lorenzo Romar might have been the worst coach in all of college basketball. Yeah, I don't know anything about Pac. I don't know anything about college basketball. He, or Pac-12 no, basketball. Uh, he, he, he could well not in Pac twelve, at least in the Pac twelve. Like his in game coaching, like his strategy type of stuff. Like he could get recruits, he could get players, but like the he was not a like he would. He's the guy who constantly gets prospect after prospect that goes in the first round. And they don't win. Like that's a thing that happens at Washington. And to be like, oh, I don't know, why didn't he win? It's like, dude, like that. He that's a product of the program he came out of. Like I, I don't think it has anything to do with fault. And it's just, it's, I, I, I don't, especially now. That's a great get for Philly, though. I mean, oh, God, so good. assuming that, assuming, I will say, I don't know anything about prospects. I'm a, I'm a dummy, dummy, dumb, dumb when it comes to college basketball. Too busy reading books, but uh, uh, that's a joke. I'm not too busy reading books, guys. Just don't watch college basketball. I went to Evergreen. Uh, so yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> this got rambly fast. Yes, it did. Uh, yeah. Anyway, moving on from that, Rockets are trying to sign every free agent like they do every year. Uh, good for them. Yeah, Kyle good. Lowry, I think, would be a great fit for them. Yeah, and apparently they're going to move Pat Bev, which makes me sad because I love Pat, right. I love Pat Bev and J- James Harden. That's like my favorite. It's one of my favorite uh, guard duos. Because Lowry's it, sort of a Lowry's sort of an on acid version of that duo, though. So, dude, nah. I mean, Lowry's good at defense, still, right? Yeah, but, it, I, dude, I mean, but literally, all I mean, all Beverly does is shoot threes at a really good rate and play insane and play insane defense for ninety four feet. Like, I, yeah, like her, I, I, I love Lowry, but like he can't. I mean, I guess Beverly has had trouble staying healthy either. But like, 
I mean, Lowry, I, I just feel like Lowry's, maybe he can do more with the ball in his hands on the offensive end to help Harden, and maybe that's why they want to look at him, because he, I think Harden ran out of gas on offense. But it's like, I mean, the energy that Beverly provides, I think is, Lowry's a good defender, but I think I just don't think the energy's the same. Fair. I, I really like Beverly as a... I like, look, look, Eric, we all know you like Patrick Beverly. He's your best friend. He was the best man at your wedding. Uh, you guys go to Costa Rica every year. That's right. Oh, yeah. Former Blazer uh, Tim Frazier also got traded today. He did? Yeah. He, he was on New Orleans, right? Yeah. He got traded to the Wiz for huh. the number 52 pick. Congratulations <laughs> to Tim Frazier. Yeah. They that's... definitely need a third guard there. So, hey, I will. We'll... I think it's a real smart move. Uh, do everything you can to try to fulfill that position, I suppose. Yeah, so what do you think the Blazers are going to do tomorrow? I, I, think, I think that's going to be our, our last point. I think point. they're probably going to trade at least one of their picks. I think they're going to try. I, can I say something? I mean, this is what I'll say. I think that thinking about it from a Corbin perspective, which is to say, one that's maybe a little more anodyne and antiseptic than, or antiseptic. I meant to say antiseptic, not anodyne. I apologize. One that's a little more antiseptic than the one that I think that Olshay is dealing with. That it seems like to me that the Blazers' biggest problem is their cap situation. And that I would be probably, especially in light of how the cap projections have gone, I would probably be doing as much as I could to try to fix that situation a little bit. But that being said, um, the team ownership is not exactly allergic to spending. Um, They don't seem to mind when they go over. And so maybe that won't be a priority for them. Although a second thing to say, I think, is that their roster is also pretty full so it'd be weird to have all three of those picks and with a roster that's already pretty full. Um, so I don't know. I think they're going to trade some of the picks to offload salary. I don't think they'll trade all of them, but we'll see. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm starting to lean that way as well. It, you know, it didn't, it didn't look like it was as dire of a situation, you know, th- 24 hours ago. Uh, to, to like make a move and to to do something to to improve the team while also helping the cap situation. But now it's going to be even harder. But, you know, at the same time, you make a good point about Paul Allen. Like the dude wants to pay for the team, I'm sure. Like will pay for, will pay for the team if he feels like he's getting an investment. He's the second – I mean he's like the second richest NBA owner, you know. And he was the richest for decades. So, you know, it's not like – He's not like sweating over it or anything. So I, so I don't know. Yeah. But I, I, but I, but it's hard for me to look at it and think they're not going to do something about the cap. That's what I think. Yeah. I think they're trade for Paul George is happening. Paul George, Paul, dude, listen, it it does satisfy. It does save a lot of money if you're able to get crab off the books, but the Paul George, the mellow next year, (laughs) next year, Damien, CJ, Paul George, Mello, Porzingis, the big, the, the big the, five, the big five, baby, the weird, the weird ultra team, and also they didn't get rid of Aminu. Surprise. 
The big six. Yeah, big six. Oh man. And they're oh, and they and their like whole thing is going to be that they're like mean, you know. Like Golden State comes in and they're throwing elbows. Damian doesn't. Everyone else does. Damian's like above it, you know. But everyone else is like, you know, Mellow's old and mean. Uh, Paul George is is like is is feels betrayed by Larry Bird, so he's mean. Porzingis already mean. Damien's above it though. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think I think Portland still has a chance to be really interesting. I know that the cap situation does hamstring them even more. They got to get rid of Turner or grab one of the two of them. Well, it's, and, and, and also too, I mean, just to, also from a just a non cap perspective, like they're just too redundant on the court for like. I mean, not the functions necessarily, but like they both like crab needs to have like plays run for him and Turner needs to have the ball in his hands. And, and, and oftentimes when Turner has the ball in his hands, he occupies a lot of the same spaces that crab could occupy for plays that are run for him. And Turner has some, let's call them adventurous instincts on that front. And it's not, you know, Maybe the Blazers shouldn't have signed Evan Turner. I don't want to. I don't want to blow anybody's mind here or anything. But maybe that was not a great idea. I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, I mean, I guess if they don't have him, it's what so 17.1 next year. Yeah, maybe everybody who watched Evan Turner for the years and years he was in the league uh, knew that uh, he was like I don't know. Not that good at basketball. But I don't want to throw bombs or anything. Yeah. I mean, dude, hey, you never know, dude. Dude, hey, another Corbin, another idea that they could package in for salary concerns for with another person or with another team, maybe that they could shed some salary would be Festus. You know, they could, the Festus contract. Oh, yeah. The Festus contract is still on the books as an expiring uh, for for teams, if they want, it's a team. Uh, it's a team option, right? Uh, yes, and it's but he's guaranteed like one million of it. Oh yeah, still. I mean, cap, cap wise, it's you can clear nine million off your books right there if you trade for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, but it, it's not guaranteed, so they're gonna have to move some. But that's you know, uh, it's a million that you wouldn't have to pay. Yeah, but but for trade purposes, it would be for this year. For trade purposes, it's a ten million dollar contract, right? It's a seven, seven point four. Oh, for tra- for trade purposes, you could tr- you could package him and Myers together and get a bunch of cap relief for that, I guess. You could Although, get, you could get some. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, have I hope it was fun talking cap. I hope oh. you all had fun talking cap, Corbin. I, I know you had fun talking cap, and oh, uh, I love cap. I know. I know. It's what makes us. It's what we really love about this game. It, it more than one person and has in the last few days said this is more fun than the finals. I don't. <laughs> oh, you don't think it was? I mean, it, it, the news cycle has been for sure. Like, like, okay. yeah, the, like the daily, like, what is happening? I mean, it, it's so funny. Like the every the Woj. I mean, everyone's just like doing their Woj memes, like. And and then and genuinely we, nutty things are happening. This is the nuttiest deadline that there. I mean, I was. Woj even said it himself. Like he says, normally around this time, he's trying to figure out like who everyone likes in the draft, 
And he hasn't even gotten to that point because there's just an insane amount of movement and transactions and all these trades. Like, like the Dwight thing is like the third or fourth most interesting trade. And Dwight Howard was almost an MVP five years ago. Yeah. And I mean, I think the Warriors definitely have something to do with that. That and and also and also too, I think it's it's not just the Warriors, it's also LeBron. Because now like the the whole David Griffin thing has definitely kicked the LeBron is gone after next year into high gear. And uh he also has a no trade clause, so he's not gonna get traded. So if you've seen that out there, that's fake news. Uh but yeah, they, they, I think LeBron also has a lot of people shook right now too. On top of the Warriors, because now, because like LeBron now, and now everyone's gonna have because LeBron could be in play, right? LeBron's gonna be in play next year, and then because like, his owner's a maniac, his owner's a maniac, and so they're like LeBron could be in play. And I remember if LeBron I, leaves I, the Cavs, that whole city is gonna turn on Dan Gilbert. It's gonna be, oh, it could be so great, dude. Oh, it's gonna be incredible because the first time they got mad at LeBron, but this time. Nope. Can't, can't, can't get mad at LeBron this time. No, he, uh, he did everything he could. Yeah. He did literally everything he could. And, and he tell, and he left him blueprints to do a trade, <laughs> which was a funny report that I saw. <laughs> yeah, that was nice of him. Uh, that was, yeah, that was, that was real kind of him. It was a real rich Cho. That was rich Cho who did that for the Blazers, right? Who got fired and had to do their draft. Well, that was Pritchard, the guy who uh, could uh, yeah, potentially yeah. trade them Paul George. Yeah. Oh, I, I forgot about Pritchard. Bah. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, I guess we'll if they, I will say this is what I'll say. If they can trade for ball, George, I think they should do it. Okay. That's all. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining me, Corb. Thanks for joining and listening to us, everybody. Uh, we'll be back with you after the draft. Uh, busy, busy week here on lockdown blazers. Oh. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.